Hi, welcome to the story bear of Baluchistan. Today we're reading Dr. Seuss's If I Ran the Zoo. It's a pretty good zoo, said young Gerald McGrew, and the fellow who runs it, he seems proud of it too. But if I ran the zoo, said young Gerald McGrew, I'd make a few changes. That's just what I'd do. The lions and tigers and that kind of stuff they have up here now are not quite good enough. You see things like that in just any old zoo. They're awfully old-fashioned. I want something new. So I'd open each cage. I'd unlock every pen. Let the animals go and start over again. And somehow or other, I think I could find some beasts of a much more unusual kind. A four-footed lion's not much of a beast. The one in my zoo will have 10 feet at least. Five legs on the left and five more on the right. And then people will stare and they'll say, what a sight. This zookeeper, newkeeper, Gerald's quite keen. That's the gosh darndest lion I've ever seen. My new zoo, Magruzu, will make people talk. My new zoo, Magruzu, will make people gawk at the strangest odd creatures that ever did walk. If I get for my zoo a new sort of a hen who roosts in another hen's topknot and then another one roosts in the topknot of his and another in his and another in his and so forth and upward and onward, gee whiz! But that's just a start. I'll do better than that. They'll see me next day in my zookeeper's hat coming into my zoo with an elephant cat. They'll be so surprised, they'll all swallow their gum. They'll ask when they see my strange animals come, where do you suppose he gets things like that from? His animals all have such very odd faces. I'll bet he must hunt them in rather odd places. And that's what I'll do, said young Gerald McGrew. If you want to catch beasts you don't see every day, you have to go places quite out of the way. You have to go places no others can get to. You have to get cold and you have to get wet too. Up past the North Pole where the frozen winds squeal, I'll go and I'll hunt in my mobile and bring back a family of, uh, what do you know? And that's how my Nuzu Magruzu will grow. I'll help hunt in the mountains of Zambamatant with helpers who all wear their eyes at a slant and capture a fine fluffy bird called the Bustard who only eats custard with sauce made of mustard and also a very fine beast called the Flustered who only eats mustard with sauce made of custard. I'll catch him in caves and I'll catch him in brooks. I'll catch him in crannies and I'll catch him in nooks that you don't read about in geography books. I'll catch him in countries that no one can spell like the country of Matafapata Fapel. In a country like that, if a hunter is clever, he'll hunt up some beasts that you never saw, ever. I'll load up five boats with a family of jotes whose feet are like cows but wear squirrel skin coats and sit down like dogs but have voices like goats, excepting they can't sing very high notes. And then I'll go down to the wilds of Nantucket and capture a family of lunks in a bucket then people will say, now I like that boy heaps. His Nuzu Magruzu is growing by leaps. He captures them wild and he captures them meek. He captures them slim and he captures them sleek. And what do you suppose he will capture next week? I'll capture one tiny 
I'll capture one cute. I'll capture a deer that no hunter would shoot. A deer that's so nice he could sleep in your bed if it weren't for those horns that he has on his head. And speaking of horns that are just a bit queer, I'll bring back a very odd family of deer. A father, a mother, two sisters, a brother, whose horns are connected from one to the other, whose horns are so mixed they can't tell them apart, can't tell where they end, and can't tell where they start. Each deer's mighty puzzle he's never found yet, if his horns are hers or the other way around. I'll capture them fat and I'll capture them scrawny. I'll capture a scracklefoot mulligatawny, a high-stepping animal fast as the wind from the blistering sands of the desert of Zind. This beast is the beast that the brave chieftains ride when they want to go fast to find some place to hide. A mulligatawny is fine for my zoo, and so is the chieftain. I'll bring one back too. In the far western part of southeast North Dakota, lives a very fine animal called the iota. But I'll capture one who is even much finer in the northeastern west part of South Carolina. When people see him, they will say, now by thunder, this Nuzu Magruzu is really a wonder. Most beasts are quite friendly, but still in some lands, some beasts are too dangerous to catch with bare hands. For those that are vicious and mean, I'll build a bad animal catching machine. It's rather expensive to build such a kit, but with it, a hunter can never get bit. A zoo should have bugs, so I'll capture a thwirl whose legs are snarled up in a terrible snarl. And then I'll go out and I'll capture some chugs, some keen shooter, mean shooter, bean shooter bugs. I'll go to the African island of Yurka and I'll bring back a tizzletop tufted mazurka, a kind of canary with quite a tall throat. His neck is so long if he swallows an oat. For breakfast the first day of April, they say, it has to go down such a very long way that it gets to his stomach the 15th of May. I'll bag a big bug who is very surprising, a feller who has a propeller for rising and zooming around making cross-country hops from Texas to Boston with only two stops. Now that sort of thing for a bug is just tops. And when I've caught him, the next thing you know, I'll go and I'll capture a wild tic-tac-toe with X's that win and with zeros that lose. He'll look mighty good in his zoo of magroos. I'll bring back a gusset, a gherkin, a gasket, and also a gooch from the wilds of Nantasket. And eight Persian princes will carry the basket. But what their names are, I don't know, so don't ask. In a cave in Khartoum lives a beast called the Natch that no other hunter's been able to catch. He's hidden for years in a cave with a pout, and no one's been able to make him come out. But I'll coax him out with a wonderful meal that I've it's been cooked by my cooks in my cooker mobile. They'll fix up a dish that is just to his taste. Three chicken croquettes made of library paste, then sprinkled with peanut shucks pickled and spiced, then baked at 600 degrees and then iced. It's mighty hard to cook up such feasts, but that's how the new zoo Magruzu gets beasts. I'll go to the faraway mountains of Topsk, 
near the river of Nopsk, and I'll bring back an Opsk, a sort of a kind of a thingamabobsk, who only eats rhubarb and corn on the cobsk, and then people will flock to my zoo in a mobsk. Magrew, they will say, does a wonderful jobsk. He hunts with such vim, and he hunts with such vigor. His new zoo, Magruzu, gets bigger and bigger. And speaking of birds, there's the Russian Paluski, whose headski is redski and belly is blueski. I'll get one of them for my zooski Magruski. Then the whole town will gasp, why this boy never sleeps. No keeper before ever kept what he keeps. There's no telling what that young fellow will do. And then just to show them, I'll sail to Katru, and I'll bring back an Itkutch, a Preep, a Nurkle, a Nerd, and a Prue, and a Seersucker, too. I'll hunt in the jungles of Hippo no Hungus, and I'll bring back a flock of wild Bippo no Bungus. The Bippo no Bungus from Hippo no Hungus are better than those down in Dippo no Dungus and smarter than those out in Nippo no Nungus. And that's why I'll catch them in Hippo no Hungus instead of those others in Nungus and Dungus. And people will say when they see these bips bounding, this zookeeper, new keeper's simply astounding. He travels so far that you'd think he would drop. When do you suppose this young fellow will stop? Stop? Well, I should. But I won't stop until I've captured the Fizzamawizzamadil, the world's biggest bird from the island of Guark, who only eats pine trees and spits out the bark. And boy, when I get him back home to my park, the whole world will say, young McGrew's made his mark. He's built the zoo better than Noah's whole ark. These wonderful, marvelous beasts that he chooses have made him the greatest of all the Magruzes. Wow, though I'll cheer, what this zoo must be worth. It's the gosh darndest zoo on the face of the earth. Yes, that's what I do, said young Gerald McGrew. I'd make a few changes if I ran the zoo.